In today's episode, Aileen and Nancy discuss navigating relationships using the five steps of building community technique. (laughs) Welcome to Expansive Minds Podcast, Gateway to Freedom, a podcast where two friends, Aileen and Nancy, explore and expand beyond what they think they know in order to live a life of freedom. Thank you for joining us. And away we go. All right, as we begin, we ask to be channels of love and light, and that pure positive energy flows through us, through our bodies, and out through our voices for the benefit of us and all. And so it is. Good morning, gorgeous. Good morning. As always, so wonderful to see you. Yeah, super fun. Been a bit with all the summer activities going on, mm-hmm. trying to get together. Glad we're back. Yeah. Yeah. So what's happening? So, yes, I do have something bring up so here's a thing that I thought would be great to just bring up to to talk about and play with a little bit which is in relationships when we are realizing and awakening to I want to say the fact but it's a fact to us the fact that someone we're in relationship with is not um maybe, uh, I don't want to say healthy for us, but basically it's like someone who all of a sudden we realize is just really negative. And, um, and how do we do that? Especially if it's someone close, like a parent, a partner, a sibling, someone really close to us. Mm. That can be difficult. And the question usually is, do I say something to that person? Uh, especially if that person is kind of saying negative things. And, uh, you know, is this person, it's not, is the person worth my time, but is my time going to be used in a, uh, resulting in a positive outcome for resolution and synergy? So if someone is kind of always getting pushback, let's say, or being negative or doesn't, doesn't say maybe the most wonderful, polite, or affirming things, Mm -hmm. if we try to say something to that person, like, hey, I just want to let you know that when we're talking, when you speak to me like that, or I feel that you don't value my work because it sounds to me like you're making fun of me, it's a little hard to know. Do I say something to that person? Do I just shut that person out of my life? And we'll work on these words a little bit. These are just basic ideas. Uh, Or do I be with this person and just understand that's who they are and that's the way they are? Mm -hmm. So I think that it's really up for people now um, to do that. Uh, And and I'll give an example. This is an example from many years ago. And it's something that my dad did and, uh, and how I chose to handle it and what was going on in my brain. So this was... I laugh because I always say many years ago, but this was years ago. And I'm a vegan by um, kind of visceral choice. It just came upon me. But as a child on and off, I would go in and out of vegetarianism because I just really, really loved animals. And um, so I was talking to my dad one time and I said, we were just talking about my diet, right? something about being a vegan. And my father said, well, you're over the top. That's too far. 
Mm. Uh, he didn't use inquiry. We'll talk a little bit more about that, why inquiry is so important now and how really beautiful and wonderful it is to be an inquiry in relationships. Mm-hmm. So he was not an inquiry. And that generation, not that I'm defending him, yeah. but that generation was so black and white mm-hmm. and that if you were out of the norm and you were his daughter, then it was weird. Mm-hmm. So you were, you know, right. kind of condemned. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's you know? true. So I, I think I bring it up particularly with that generation. Um, I don't want to defer your story, but I recently yeah. did uh, some tapping, went back to tapping, mm-hmm. and I did a tapping on freeing yourself of old relationships. And ironically, the one that came, what you know, you don't never never know what's going to come out of your mouth when you tap. But it was my mother. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I had a great relationship with my mother. But as I'm tapping through, just that theme that you're saying, like mm-hmm. if you are not this way, you're out of the norm. It reflects poorly on me, and I want you to get back in the lines. Yes, exactly. But I didn't mean to interrupt yes, your no, story. Yes, that's a good point. That's a great point. But, um, absolutely. So, yeah, we'll just... This parent thing. Yeah, as a parent. Yeah, that, uh, that, that, that parent relationship parents, element. Way, yeah, and, yeah. And we can talk more about autonomy sure. and all that. But, so, and my dad is very liberal. He's very, like, woo, cool, whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, a little too far sometimes for yeah. me. But anyway, so, uh, in my mind, I thought, oh. And I want to acknowledge that for many of us, when someone says something like that, and we've talked before in podcasts about energy, that energy is very tangible. Some of mm-hmm. us can't really feel it. Mm-hmm. So when he said that, I felt it. It felt it in my body. And what my body wanted to first do is get defensive. Mm-hmm. My body wanted to like become a solid rock. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about us being aware of what our body is doing and how our energy and our thoughts our thoughts go to our emotions that then create this vibration that tells our bodies what to do. Mm-hmm. So my body started to kind of get hard a little bit. And I was going to give him the what fors a little bit. Um, I've never actually yelled at my parents. I'm not, it just isn't anything I've ever done. Um, not that I'm afraid of them. I just, so I was, I wouldn't have yelled at him, but it was, it was more like I would have said, uh, cause this happened in my brain quickly. I wanted to say dad, so many religions, there, there are religions that are vegans, vegetarians and vegans, and there's a lot of them, you know, and also my other point was I wanted to say that I can get a vegan meal on an airplane. So if there weren't a lot of vegans, it wouldn't be financially viable for them to offer vegan meals. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had all these things. You had all I these arguments. It was just a, yeah. Mm-hmm. And ex- I love that you just said all these arguments mm-hmm. because part of me was like, well, I will give him this data now it's different what you said was so perfect because yes i was trying to say am i arguing with him is this an argument or am i educating am i going to speak up for argument or education and so that you, there's both but it feels like your energy at the time was in argue correct. mode not yes. educating mode. you were tri- he triggered you exactly yeah. because i could feel it in my mm-hmm. body mm-hmm. and i also thought to myself matter does his thoughts or opinions about my truth of being a vegan does it matter boom and uh (laughs) and i also thought where's the credibility why would he be more credible over what my diet was in my life than me being credible over my diet and my Mm. life i extract it up even another level is this is your diet and your body and the food you choose to 
put in you, how does it have anything to do with anyone else Correct. or anything? Yes, these are all such great points. So then I looked at him and I locked into this knowing of confidence. And so in that instance, and every instance is going to be different. In that instance, I just looked at him and my brain said, he doesn't know and he doesn't understand because I do have the data of how many vegans exist. Like, you know, I mean, not obviously the exact number, but the idea that I'm not the only, you know, one out of three humans on the whole planet. And I was just like, okay. And I looked at him and here's the other bit. I had a moment of like sadness because he was in this particular relationship dynamic and he's my father and it was like oh I'm kind of sad that he's not educated enough to know that there are a lot of vegans so now I have to look at my father and say oh he doesn't understand some really important things about how the world works relative for sure to my existence mm -hmm. So I allowed myself to kind of move into a little bit of sadness about that, let go of my expectations mm -hmm. that my dad would know this and be comfortable with this. And it wasn't that he was super uncomfortable. It just kind of came out, you know, from him. And uh, I'm probably triggered by the fact that I, I have always been the black sheep of the family. And he's always watched me reach this sort of level of what looks quote unquote perfect and smooth and oh I have a house in Nantucket and I have this and I have that and then I'm like oh I'm just gonna go do something different <laughs> so, yeah yeah so maybe he yeah. almost is in a historically came to this state that the next thing you do is going to be a little right. out there and, right exactly yeah. and so he's looking so it's not just about me us talking about my diet and again remember he didn't go into inquiry so I kind of want to bring that up mm -hmm. as we move into mm -hmm. this conversation it was more uh, about some triggers for him, him not understanding, him not knowing, and then me making a choice that I didn't need to educate him. I didn't need to argue with him. Mm -hmm. I sat in my confidence and said, oh, I had my moment, let go of my expectations of my father mm -hmm. uh, and his, maybe what I might have perceived as uh, intelligent awareness of what was going on in the world, again, relative to, you mm -hmm. know, um, how I see the world. And uh, I didn't say anything. And I was completely fine um, and could continue on the conversation with love. I mean, I yeah. had to really like pull it together for a minute yeah. and uh, let it transpire as I looked at him. Uh, and then I just said, oh, you know, okay. Mm. <laughs> I was like, okay, so, and moved on to a different topic. There you go. Um, and not that that wasn't a challenging scenario, but there's also the life scenario of how often do you see your father? You're not, you know what I mean? At that time you were not living with him. So I, that's a beautiful explanation. Now let's go to the next level of difficulty. What if it is a partner? Then what do you do? Because you're living in the same house. You can't go, oh, okay. And then just move on and leave. You're there. Mm -hmm. Then what do you do? Mm -hmm. And I think situation is different mm -hmm. I, um you know there's so many aspects to it some of it yeah can come down to is this 
is this the kind of energy and the kind of language that I want to have in my life on a daily basis from mm-hmm. now until Mm-hmm. <laughs> death do us part. <laughs> so now you bring me perfectly, of course, to what I was the next point I was going to this till death do us part. You know, I'm an Abraham Hicks fan here, and she will often say with marriage, we don't get what you people are doing till death do us part. And she'll say it like that. And, and she says, we would say, I like you so far. Let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And that combined with some of the other Abraham teachings when she says, um, you know, when people get your goat, and she'll say, well, make your goat ungettable. Put your goat in the backyard instead of the front yard. And and I get confused with this just over the years having relationships in my life of, I don't want to control this other person because they are who they are. And if I'm truly aligned, that I should be okay with that. And then when I bounce back to, yeah, but that's kind of not okay. But it shouldn't, if I keep my energy aligned, then they'll roll into alignment. So I have experienced this struggle over the years with various relationships of how much accountability do I take owning my space and expecting it to unfold? And how much is... This is probably just a a scenario that I should distance myself from. So I continue to struggle with that in multiple relationships. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. My sense is, at this point, from observing it and thinking a lot about it, my sense is, if there is some agreement, whether it's verbalized or not, because there's a lot of unspoken codes of agreements that we make right you look at schools and you look at cliques and you look at you know this kind of funny stuff that we do and we continue to do is there a agreement with a friend or a partner or a a child or sibling whatever that the intention is to come to a knowing together because if you come to a knowing together it's not that it has to be an agreement. It doesn't have to be this heavy, black or white, you know, binary, like blah, blah, blah. It's like if we come to a knowing together, and the knowing can be, we go back to that phrase that got popular was popular a couple of years ago, let's agree to disagree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now that also, as anything, totally, I think got overused because mm-hmm. that was a way for people to shut down. Well, let's just agree yeah. to disagree. Yeah. And then it became weird and became passive aggressive and whatever. Right to a knowing from inquiry love it Mm -hmm. being present there's a phrase i do like this phrase still which which was way before let's agree this great was um can you continue to to sit at the table oh i've not heard that one oh yeah so so instead of you know having an argument and uh a disagreement or whatever this funk is right the the breaking of the karmic flow Mm -hmm. between people uh, the idea is to stay at the table because the concept is like if you look at you and I right now sitting at a table looking at each other, right? Mm-hmm. That's staying at the table. But if I got up and I was walking around or I shut my energy down, you're not present mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for inquiry and knowing. That's true. Um, and I'll, I'm going to jump over to the five steps of building community that uh, I actually learned through doing youth group work. Oh. This came out many years ago. And uh, I used it to educate and work with youth group leaders and youth groups. And I 
stick to it 100,000% still. Okay. The first step is to bond with people. So to bond with somebody would be doing an activity, not a risky activity. A risky activity would be doing maybe something that's beyond... Like a team building thing yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's yeah. a little, I mean, there's bonding, but it's sort of, that could be a challenge, yeah. you know. So bonding is just maybe being aware of people's abilities. So uh, I'm not saying this to be ableist, but taking a walk together, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, doing something that two people can do that's pretty basic. Playing mm-hmm. a game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, where there isn't a high risk or high vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then after that, when you've done that a couple times, you go into opening up. And opening up might be, you know, you and I work together, let's say, and we're working on a project. And while we're working on the project, I say to you, you know, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be in on Monday. Now, I could just leave it at that. That would be bonding. If I was opening up with you, I would say, I'm not going to be here on Monday because I have to take, you know, my cousin to the doctor's. Now, I'm starting to share more with you, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, you might say, oh, I hope everything's okay. Now, that's step three. That's affirming. You're listening to me. You're participating. Now, because you're listening to me and you're affirming my opening up, I then might say to you, yeah, we're kind of in a tough situation. She's, you know, running into a problem with someone taking her for chemotherapy. And so I've chosen to do that. And then you say, oh, that's really great. Where are you going? So now we're opening up. Now mm-hmm. we're building this. Now, if I had said to you, uh, if I took that risk to open up with you, and I said, oh, I won't be here on Monday because I'm taking my cousin you know, to the hospital, and you said, oh, I, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, you would. Well, yeah, yeah. You and I would talk for hours. Yeah. But, but that can happen. Or if, you, if the person, if you just shrugged, mm-hmm. uh, if you did something that was not affirming, I wouldn't take that risk anymore. Right. I wouldn't open. Done. We're done then. Mm-hmm. We can't. We're not building mm-hmm. community. We won't build community. Mm. So the affirmation, I think, is the the biggest thing that we don't do. And mm. uh, so, if we're affirming when someone opens up and takes that risk, then you can move on to the next level, which almost always leads leads to what we used to call crisis, but that seemed too intense. So we call it stretching. There's always going to be oh. stretching in community. Okay. That just means. There's this, once you open up, like more of your guts come out and then people discover like, oh, you know, in a group, like in a youth group, it could be at a youth conference if somebody stole someone's wallet, mm. right? Something's going to come up or like, you know, in a playground of, of kids, somebody could push a kid too hard and they fall off the swing and break their arm. You know, mm-hmm. like those are just sort of kid or, but adults, those things can happen too, right? At a, mm-hmm. in a project, people can be in miscommunication and whatever. So if you've done the bonding, the opening up, and the affirmation, when you hit the stretching, yeah, it's stretching. It's a little uncomfortable. If you've done those other steps, you lead to deeper sharing. You get, you become more intimate. You stay at the table mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you know you've already been affirmed. Mm-hmm. You know that the two of you or the three of you or the ten of you can do that process mm-hmm. of sharing inquiry affirming, listening, staying at the table, and then you create a much deeper, more beautiful, intimate connection, and you build community that way. So in our families and in our relationships, oftentimes it's the affirming. So if we go back to my story, that wasn't affirming, Mm. right, what my dad said. 
if my dad had moved into inquiry, or if he had just come right out and said, um, well, here's an inquiry, it'd be like, oh, I'm very interested about how that came about. I'm mm-hmm. interested into how and when you decided to be a vegan. Um, or he could say, oh, yeah, how is that for you? And do you find it hard to get food? Or how do you know a lot of vegans? How do you handle, you know, if you just ask questions, mm-hmm. that's inquiry. That can be affirming. The other thing can be affirming is he could say, wow, I really respect how important some of these issues are for you and that you've completely changed your diet to walk your talk or to follow something that's passionate for you. Mm-hmm. And we all can feel, whoever's listening to this, can feel how different that would have been mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. then he and I would have come closer. Could, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here, yeah, could affirming be, affirming be, I just don't get it, but good for you. Could that, like... Or is that a little passive aggressive? Like, because you're not, we're not gonna you're not get showing up at the table. You're not, sh- but you're also not gonna persuade everybody. Do you know I, mean? I wasn't trying to persuade. Okay. So, give me more clarification then. Okay. What, what, what well, was to for his response? Say what would be an acceptable? Right. Well, say again what you just said. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't. It ain't for me. Uh, good for you, kind of thing. But in yeah, a manner. Should, yeah. Yeah. Right now, you should see your lip. You're like. Yeah. This. Yeah, because that's like, I'm just, I'm visualizing. Yeah, yeah you've seen it. You've yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not affirming. Okay. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> because okay. again, what's the point? The point yeah. is come to a shared knowing. Gotcha. Right? Come to a shared knowing. And for a shared knowing, if you don't already have it in you, like if I don't have it in me already, yes, if you say something that I have no idea what you're talking about, right? Yeah. My point is to be in relationship with you. So if I say, oh, good for you, that's not my bag, how am I being in relationship with you? I'm Mm. not. I'm shutting you down. And, and yeah, within that, we talk about microaggressions. Within that, that's like me saying to you, I don't care. I don't value what your choices are. I'm not interested to hear more. Which is like, again, well, then why am I in relationship? That was where I was getting to. Right. So then why do you stay in the relationship? If, if there's an agreement like, hey, we're on a bowling team together and we want to get to the bowling championships mm-hmm. and you want to tell me about a whole bunch of stuff while I'm trying to focus to bowl, then that might be appropriate because I'm not trying to have a intimate friendship with you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to just be your bowling partner. Gotcha. Now, for me, I would still be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't bowl, so I'd be a crappy member of the team. You must really like me if you let me on the bowling team. <laughs> I need gutter guards. (laughs) So does that answer your question? Yes, yes, yes. But again, was just trying to get to the next step, which is, so some of us are, have relationships that, I don't want to call it passive aggressive, but it's, it's kind of mock affirming. Mm -hmm. Um, So here, so here's the next piece around that. If we're in a relationship with someone, whatever it might be, and there's, and there is, for us, a value to it. It's worth our time, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a synergy. There's something really great about it. And it's someone who maybe isn't into inquiry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can still choose to be in relation with them. We set the expectations properly. So I say to people, don't go to the bagel shop looking to buy a tie. 
know, <laughs> right? Yeah. So don't show up to somebody who you know, you know, don't show up thinking, oh, I really can't wait for this person to hear my story about how much yeah. I love catching beetles. <laughs> Right? The person doesn't care, and you know they don't care. I also see where you're going with that. You know, you have certain friends in your life. Some are just the girls you go have a glass of wine with and just talk light. And then some, when you have a true crisis, you call a different friend. So, yeah, I could exactly. see that there are different people with, I don't want to say different purposes because it seems so calculating, but you tend to go Correct. toward different friends for different things yes. inherently. Yes, yes, exactly. So when we go in into those situations, setting our expectations – knowing what really, you know, is, ha- is happening, open to evolution. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. be open to evolution. We, we don't want to be stagnant and say, you know, my friend Jane is never going to listen to me talk about my beetle collection. <laughs> you know? yeah. but- and I will never listen to you, just for, for the record. <laughs> I have an, I'm an insect-phobic person, so you, we don't need to discuss beetles. You are my friend, right. but don't talk beetles with exactly. me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, one day, though... You may wake up to this like, and you look over and you're like, what the heck is that? And this huge beetle is banging up against your screen. Ew. Well, then guess what? (laughs) I'm open to you shooting me a text to say, Aileen, look at the picture of this beetle. What kind of beetle is this? And then all of a sudden, you're kind of into beetles. Yeah. So who knows? There's always. Exactly. Who knows? Leave it open. Expectations. With openness to possibilities. Yep. And uh, again, you know, this level of acceptance. Now, if it really feels, quote unquote, brutal to us, like if someone's constantly like, wah, 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 yep. like that's what yep. the energy feels like. And you're kind of with them and they feel like they're slapping you across the face all the time energetically. You're just like, no, I'm, I can't, yeah. no. Yeah. Now, if it's a close family member, you know, um, that you're kind of tied to in some way. What I always suggest is every six months, you know, poke at it a little bit. Okay. Right? So then, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to keep myself from sharing, you know, certain things, not because I'm afraid, but because I choose not to set myself up to be in a victim situation. Right. 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 I have control over uh, how I show up in a relationship. Yep. So in this case, you know, I'll show up and, and share pleasantries or share data. A lot of people are data sharers, so they're just more, you know, logistical data. How's the weather? You know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. What did you do yesterday? But they don't want to really hear a lot of details. They mm-hmm. just want to hear, like, where did you drive to? And, mm-hmm. um, and that's data sharing. And that, that's okay. That's, that's okay. Um, and so kind of every six months, you, you give it a little drop in so the with the data collector you might say oh yeah and when i was on my drive i saw this cardinal and oh man it was beautiful and and then you're watching them like are they tuning out are they glazing over are they cutting you off um and you give them a chance because maybe you talk about the cardinal and then you say something like yeah i think that might be my grandmother showing up people Mm. say that cardinals represent you know can represent a, a beloved one who's passed over now, they might get like, ooh, tweaked yeah. up. They might say, you know, and you'll know because an affirming thing will come out of their right, mouth. Right. It'll be like, oh, I heard that too yeah. about cardinals. Or, oh, I love cardinals. Or, right. right? And if so they occas- do, then- occasionally dip your toe in the water with yes. it, exploring yeah. with your existing friend group 
or a relationship group, not just to see if they're ready to expand a little more with you. So we are running out of time, but um, one of the things I have been observing just in my immediate circle too, with respect to relationships, like you, you made reference to really negative people, but I'm also seeing in my circle people who maybe because we are all moving toward this higher level of consciousness and have higher expectations of what we want within our world and around us, that even some okay relationships or nice relationships are not enough anymore. So not so much that you're being hit with negativity or, you know, I wouldn't even go into the physical abuse, hopefully, you know, but but just in general, you're in a relationship that just maybe isn't isn't working for you, even though the person's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm right. seeing a little bit of that around me. And uh, you want to talk to that just for yeah. a minute or two? So, before we... so say negative. So when we do the podcast, I kind of throw a lot of different scenarios words out yeah. sometimes yeah. and scenarios and use different language. So I would fine-tune negative to be around people who are feeling... Uh, their trauma mm-hmm. is very active in their, you know, sphere. So their trauma is what's coming out. Uh, and with trauma is fear mm. and insecurity. So uh, really a lot of what that is. As Good well as, point. I mean, you could look at past life, you know. Yeah. Fear is huge. Yeah. Is. So around people who we enjoy, have enjoyed being around, uh, we can look and say, you know what, they're very much in their... Uh, three-dimensional, five-sensory awareness. Mm-hmm. And that's pleasant and, and lovely enough. And yet, if you're someone who wants to be really exploring in your multi-sensory, multi-dimensional mm-hmm. realities, mm-hmm. yes, it wouldn't feel enough. It might be okay to go get, you know, a coffee with this person mm-hmm. or do a couple of, you know, oh, you want to go check out this consignment shop? Like, that's nice. And more and more, it's like we want to be around, quote unquote, our people, our tribe. Yes, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah. More and more of a connection to on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. So that we can just get together and immediately just, you're kind of just jamming. You're in a synergy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can be mm-hmm. freely speaking about what's so important to you. And, uh, and it's affirmed. And not only affirmed, it's like, let's grab hold and just go. And, you know, you're do- saying something and they're saying something. You can feel it and you're building. You're right. building and expanding together in synergy, in community, in yes. harmony. Yes. And that feels incredible. Exhilarating. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Okay. Time flies. <laughs> Time flies. Awesome. All right. And as always, more, more to be revealed. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Expansive Minds Podcast, Gateway to Freedom. Until next time, more to be revealed.